0: Family, happy Monday! Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had an amazing weekend. Certainly, it's been an event filled weekend. We might get into some of that, I don't know. But the biggest piece of news is that it is Mania week, it's the week that all of us as wrestling fans absolutely love we've been looking forward to this week all year long and so we'll certainly be getting into some of those things throughout the show first of all a big thank you and much appreciation to all of you who join us on the socials instagram facebook and twitter at The Faction Show. Also, shout out to all of you who are subscribed to our podcast on all of the places you can check us out. It is widely appreciated that you're rocking with us. If you're brand new, welcome to The Faction. It's great to have you with us. Feel free to share what you're hearing today with your social space. It is appreciated. And if you're already rocking with The Faction, do the same. Share what we're doing. Rate us, comment us in all of the places where you can check us out via podcast. Share what we're doing on the socials And the like. So there's a lot to get into. Of course, there was SmackDown this past Friday, Rampage this past Friday as well. Um, Kind of the big piece of news which I want to start with was the announcement that happened on Friday on First Take with Stephen A. Smith where triple h announced his official in ring retirement it was a massive piece of news and it's really the first sit down face-to-face interview he has done since his heart scare and health issue back this summer so you can actually watch the entire interview either on espn plus or it is available on espn's youtube page i think we'll put a link to that on our facebook page so you can check out the full interview There were just snippets of it that were shared on First Take with Stephen A. Smith. But the big part, of course, is the in-ring retirement. He actually, in this full interview, talks about the health issues that he was dealing with and how it all came to be. Particularly, all of this started happening shortly after SummerSlam. And if we think about it, right around SummerSlam was when we first got the announcement of some potential changes to NXT And then from there, of course, things really escalated with the move for NXT and the like. Triple H, on the other hand, was legitimately on death's door. We could have lost him. And what I think is so intriguing is the news. And I told you guys this several months ago when the news first dropped about Triple H and his heart issue. I told you it was very serious and I knew it was serious from the language that was being used and from the things that were said and what was not said. I knew it was serious, but I didn't know just how close we got and the fact that he has a defibrillator in his heart right now and he talked about the fact that heart issues run in his family his father his grandfather all have had heart issues some of them have died early even his great-grandfather is in that space he certainly didn't think it was going to be an issue but it proved to be one and as a result we are now losing the in-ring career of triple h so it's fair to say a couple of things for one Triple H had an amazing career I mean if you think about it for someone who loved the business as much as he did starting out in WCW as Terra Rising if you remember that uh, trained by Killer Kowalski what a career he has had and there are those who argue about what he was able to do in the ring. He was a 14-time world champion, which says an awful lot. He was involved in a lot of the major moments of this business in the last 25 to 30 years. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the impact of Scott Hall. Well, let's think about the impact of Triple H. Obviously, Triple H, Took the fall for what happened in Madison Square Garden at the curtain call. Again, him taking the fall for many would seem like he lost a lot in his career. He went an entire year kind of in punishment, in the doghouse. His King of the Ring win was moved from 1996 to 1997. And at that point, of course, you have the rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin. But with that said, Triple H winning the King of the Ring actually may have worked out perfectly in 1997, as certainly Triple H's ascension to becoming a main event superstar was certainly helpful during the battle of the Monday Night Wars. Think about all that he did with DX. Think about his intercontinental battles with The Rock. And I mean, and it's still hard to believe that it was really during that period where Triple H wasn't in the main event picture. He didn't win his first WWE championship, I believe, until 2000. So that's a really incredible thought to think, because at that point, the Monday Night War is a year from being over so Triple H wasn't the main event guy during that he was still developing strong mid-card feuds with Stone Cold and the like in fact we remember his trajectory because in 2001 he was doing some big big things and then ended up in that tag team with Stone Cold and he ended up His quad when they had uh, lost the tag team titles, which again, the idea of Triple H and Stone Cold as a tag team is pretty amazing. But yeah, he had lost a tag title, lost a bit of his career with that rehabbed for nine months. I mean, he's really gone through quite a few things to have the kind of career that he has had. And I think about him. Not just for his in-ring career, but for what he's done outside of the ring as well. Think about the golden days of NXT and his advocating so many superstars that either became big-time stars in NXT that he believed in or went on to the main roster and became big stars. Think about what is kind of the famous pose in NXT. How, you know, if he poses with you after you've won a championship or after you've entered NXT... You were going to be somebody. Triple H made NXT what it is today. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And he made NXT its own brand. He made NXT a space of pride. And so when you start thinking about the heart defibrillator and the fact that he can't handle a lot of pressure, it changes things. So in the interview, he talked about what this does for his corporate job. He is back to work, but he doesn't have the kind of endurance that he once did, and you can imagine that he doesn't have the levels of responsibility. NXT, and I and I kind of wish that the interview had talked about NXT and where he is on that and what his feelings are on that because NXT was really his baby. Think back to 2019 and NXT involved in Survivor Series, the NXT invasion of SmackDown, and how they saved SmackDown when the SmackDown roster was primarily stuck in Saudi Arabia. Like, it's just amazing to see all of these moments that he's given us, the championship matches, the opportunities, like, it just, man, it is so much to consider. So it's a major loss in the world of wrestling. Granted, he will still be doing some things in a corporate space. Will we see him much on camera anymore? I don't know that he can afford that. Certainly much less high-pressure situations. And, uh, yeah, it just hits different, you know? It hits different. Not that we were expecting him to make a comeback anytime soon. But for his in-ring career to end in a way where he doesn't have a formal farewell match, where he doesn't get a chance to really do those things that are time-honored traditions that we have begun to see for those who were major stars, it's a big deal a really really big deal so our thoughts and prayers are with triple h he obviously is making the right choice for his health and we hope that he continues to live and live strong and continue to impact the world of pro wrestling coming up next we're going to talk about mania week as we start getting ready for the biggest week of the year and some more news surrounding the hall of fame that's coming up when we return southern honor wrestling is now on iwtv relive the biggest moments and memories from SHW's historic first year. Simon Dallas-Page here at Southern Honor Wrestling. Chris Jericho is here. To- The windshield. And through the windshield. And it's on it. Ring the bell. He put it through the windshield. And hold your forks because we're just getting started. Don't miss another second of SHW, the fastest growing independent promotion in the Southeast. Check out Southern Honor Wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers use promo code SHW to get five free days. SHW, this is our wrestling. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So What are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient and I announced that we were gonna start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But that I started to see When there is a U, there will always be the S-H-W. It is officially Mania Week, and of course, that really kicks off tonight with Raw, which should be a significant Raw. There's all kinds of rumors floating out there about who could show up, Will we find out Seth Rollins, opponent for WrestleMania tonight, what's going to happen with all of these moments. So, We'll see traditionally, of course, the Raw before WrestleMania and the Raw after WrestleMania are usually must-see TV. We'll see if that's the case tonight as it's being dubbed WrestleMania Raw. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how that pans out tonight. With that said, one of the big pieces of news surrounding the Hall of Fame is Shad Gaspard being named the recipient of the Warrior Award. And certainly it's more than deserving considering his final act of life being a heroic act, choosing to have his son saved while he went on and perished in the rough waters there in California. Just just incredible, incredible, incredible. And so that's going to happen this year. Hall of Fame class as of now looks like this. The Undertaker, Vader, and Queen Charmel. I honestly think nobody else should be added for a couple of reasons. First of all, I think The Undertaker deserved to go into this Hall of Fame as the lone recipient, as the lone inductee. Given all that he's done in his career, there's nobody else that can compare to it class-wise. Think back to, gosh, I feel like it was 2007, I believe. 2007 or maybe it was 2005, one of those years. I'll get it right. Where pretty much the entire main event of WrestleMania 1 was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Literally, Paul Orndorff, Hulk Hogan, the Iron Sheik, uh, they were all inducted into the Hall of Fame. I think maybe even Roddy Piper that year were inducted into the Hall of Fame at the same time. And it made sense given all of the accomplishments that they all had. It's just one of those moments that, yeah, you went, okay, I totally get this. I'm not sure about this year. I certainly think Vader should have been in there a long time ago. He had a massive impact. People are questioning whether or not Queen Charmel should be in to represent the women. Personally, I still think Jazz should have gone in before Queen Charmel. but who am I, right? I'm just talking about this stuff. I don't make those decisions. So either way... Because it is also attached to SmackDown, I think they can't afford for it to be super long. So having three unductees makes sense. You could keep this to an hour, which I think would be the best move, though they'll probably make it a two-hour situation. I think they have to be wise about this for a simple reason. You're also expecting those same folks to get up the next day and go to NXT Stand and Deliver. And then go to WrestleMania night one and then WrestleMania night two, not to mention access, the Superstore, the panels and then all of the non WWE related events that are happening. And we went through some of them last week. We gave you just the Thursday night alone or the Thursday alone, which was a ton to say the least. So if you'll indulge me. I'll give you a little bit of what's scheduled for Friday and speaking of Friday there's a really interesting conflict that is happening that some people are talking about and that conflict involves Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling. Both of them have events on Friday night. And where the conflict comes is that in Impact Wrestling, Deonna who who is an Impact Superstar, happens to be the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. The cards are separated by two hours. And so this is interesting. But let's go through that and we'll, we'll come back to that particular point in a second. So we're talking about what happens Friday. And on Friday, things start off with JCW versus LA Fights, which is going to be in Dallas. That's part of the Collective 2022 GCW Bundle, which you're able to check out. ROW, that is Reality of Wrestling, and WCPW have their Texas Showdown Day 2, which will feature the SWE Heavyweight Championship match in a steel cage. Charlie Haas, former SmackDown Tag Champion, defend against former NWA Champion, Tim Storm. You also have the Hitmakers, who of course is the team formerly known as Hit Row. They'll be on this card, taking on the team of Fly Death and AQA. Also, we'll see an appearance from Chavo Guerrero Jr., who will take on Gino Medina. So that's a pretty significant card. Zicky Dice's Trouble in Paradise Two takes place. As part of WrestleCon, and that's at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Some big matches there, including Lince Dorado against Black Taurus. You've got Scotty Tuhati against Rich Swan, and a ton of other pretty amazing matches. MLW's Azteca Underground takes place at 2 p.m. On Friday, some pretty intriguing matches there, including Azteca Apocalypto. L.A. Park takes on Jacob Fatu, who was the longest-reigning MLW champion. Holiday against Chick Tormenta, and a lot of other incredible matches, including the National Openweight Championship. Alex Kane defends against Puma King, ACH, and Myron Reed. The ever-popular For the Culture Tour takes place at 3 p.m., Part of the GCW Collective 22 bundle, A.J. Gray takes on Darius Lockhart. The Impact Women's title sees Tasha Steeles defend against Big Swole. Rich Swan takes on JTG, and in case you didn't realize, Rich Swan is also at Zicky Dice's Trouble in Paradise, so he's literally going to be wrestling two hours apart. That ought to be a wild one. You've got Trisha Dora against MJ Jenkins, and... Hitmakers takes on Shane Taylor Promotions. That's going to be a wild one. I can't wait to see that one happen. At the same time, there's Zalo Pro, where Warhouse takes on Stephen Wolfe. Simon Gotch battles Davey Richards. That's going to be wild. Chelsea Green against Rachel Ellering, the daughter of Precious Paul Ellering. New Japan will be present as they have the Lone Star Shootout at 5 p.m., and that's part of the Fight Fest bundle. It'll see Tomohoro Ishii against Chris Dickinson. Jay White will be present, as will Juice Robinson, David Finley. Ren Narito takes on Rocky Romero. This match right here, Killer Cross against Minoru Suzuki. Good Lord. And then you've got Blake Christian taking on Jonah. That card is crazy. Then there's Guava Mania 2, cover all bases. Texas style wrestling, Unfoolish Business, which will have the NWA tag titles up for grab. Then the Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor takes place at 7 p.m., where you have the World Championship unification match between Bandito and Jonathan Gresham. The Briscoes defend the World Tag titles against FTR. The Pure Championship is up for grab as Josh Woods takes on Wheeler U. it's gonna be an amazing night and again this is ring of honor's first event back since final battle in 2021 the first event under the new management of tony khan so that should be interesting so yeah the super card of honor is going to be pretty incredible. It's going to be interesting to see what Ring of Honor looks like under the production of Tony Khan. And if my memory serves me correctly, it's Tony Khan's first time at Mania Week since, of course, owning AEW and now Ring of Honor. On top of that, again, at the same time, you've got Gringo Locos, The World on Lucha, which is a part of the GCW Collective Bundle. Some pretty amazing matches will happen there, including AR Fox against Ninja Mac and a lot more. So that should be nuts. And Hugo Savinovich, formerly of WWE, will be one of the announcers for that event. SmackDown of course is happening that night the Hall of Fame is happening that night and then you have No Peace Underground and a whole lot more including that Impact Wrestling event and that's Impact Wrestling's multiverse of matches that's part of the Fight Fest 2022 bundle the Good Brothers taking on the Briscoes and again the Briscoes are supposed to be at Ring of Honor that night as well you've got Deanna Perrazzo fighting someone, but again, could she be at Ring of Honor as well? So it's going to be really interesting to see how all of that gets managed as you've got the Briscoes and. Deanna Perazzo scheduled to be in both spaces and that's all Friday night with a midnight show being Joey Janela Spring Break Part 2 Matt Cardona will be there against Chris Dickerson Monaro Suzuki against Effie like the concept of that is just nuts to me so there's a lot of folks in a lot of places and to me when I see moments like this it speaks to just how healthy the pro wrestling business is right now and I'm excited about what I see and about what's happening so again big week for mania week a lot going on and perhaps tomorrow we'll tell you about the Saturday events but yeah if you're exhausted thinking about the Friday events and then you remember the Thursday events that I mentioned last week you know there's a lot of wrestling happening so if you're going to mania hit us up and let us know which events you'll be going to as there are plenty of to choose from you'll want to pick well because you're obviously going to have to hear about others in other spaces but if you're not going you can check out most of these by way of fight TV with those fight bundles that they have and I think that that's going to be uh, pretty cool things or you can order the individual events as well As almost every wrestling company, and I say almost because AEW isn't doing an event, but NWA is represented, Ring of Honor, Impact, and a ton of other organizations. New Japan as well. So it's going to be a great, great week for action and entertainment in the world of pro wrestling. And last but not least, I'll say this. Wouldn't it be an amazing shocker if Vince McMahon could pull off Chris Rock versus Will Smith at WrestleMania. I know. Wishful thinking. I don't even know if it's a match we'd really want to see. They could put them in a movie match. They could put them inside the octagon. I'm not looking for great technical wrestling, but boy, would it get the people talking about mania. All right, guys, with that said, I'm out of here. Have an absolutely amazing Monday. And remember two things. Number one, SHW 37 is now available on IWTV. So you can check it out and check out what we did on commentary that night. And speaking of SHW, SHW 38 is happening not this Friday, but a week from this Friday, April the 8th. And it's going to be super special because it is free. For the first time in our history, we're charging no admission as a way to say thank you to all of our fans. So if you've never been to an SHW show, this might be the one you wanna come to. It's gonna be incredible. Again, there's no charge. So get there early so you can get your tickets. And again, if you're looking for a way to hop into Atlanta or if you're already here in Atlanta, mark April the 8th down on your calendar. It's going to be an amazing night for SHW38. Until next time, family, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the EP John Murray, my name's Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction.